Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back to episode number 109 of the FIGHT podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and we have a fun show for you guys today. We are going to go ahead and recap everything from this fight weekend um yo we had so much i mean we had bellator we had the ufc uh bellator had some of their tournament obviously the ufc um we had cowboy coming back from ally quinta and honestly probably the biggest fight of the weekend not even probably definitely the biggest fight of the weekend we had canelo alvarez fighting against danny jacobs to unify the middleweight title so that was going on also. So check it out. This is what we're going to do today. Um, first of all, remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats today at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off of your first three months. Um, remember, the Fight Podcast is, uh, is on all social media networks at the fight podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Listen to the fight podcast. We are on all podcasting platforms, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and everything else, man. So go ahead and check us out. Subscribe, listen, share, and rate. And if you go on our website, thefightpodcast.com, you can go ahead and purchase merch today, man. So we have hoodies, we have t-shirts, we have hats. Um, so check us out, man. Any questions, let us know. All right. So like I was saying, today's episode, what we're going to go ahead and do, I'm going to split it up a little bit. Since we had such a huge Huge event um, this weekend in terms of boxing. Look, man, I asked my guy Brandon to come back on the show um, just so we could really break down this fight, what it meant, and how it, you know, and what the ramifications from this fight are. So he and I are going to talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about all the fights over the last couple weeks a little bit, just kind of follow up and um, talk about the undercards and a whole lot more, man. So check it out. We're going to do this with Brandon, and then afterwards, there's an episode of myself breaking down all the UFC and the Bellator action of this weekend as well, man. So look out for that. But without further ado, here's my conversation breaking down this weekend's fight with the Canelo Triple G, or also not Triple G, goodness gracious, uh, uh, the Canelo Danny Jacobs, and uh, we have that. That's my conversation with uh, Brandon Camille. Enjoy. Yo, yo. Yo, Serge, what it do? Doing very well, man. Yo, I appreciate you joining me a little early this week, bro. Oh, not a problem. I wanted to do uh I wanted to do a fight breakdown, man. There's a lot <laughs> to happen this weekend. Yeah, I know, man. I know. I, I know you definitely got an opportunity to check out a lot more of the uh the boxing than I did. Um 
I, I definitely only saw pretty much like the main card, the co-main, and uh, and the, the like, pretty essentially like that those featured bouts. Uh, aside from that, I was I was on the other side looking at uh, all the MMA action this weekend. You know, Bellator was going on, also UFC had a card, so I was trying to catch all the main stuff that I could. Yeah, man, it was it was a lot that happened this weekend. So just some some real quick hitters for the listeners. Um, obviously, the big fight this weekend, Canelo Alvarez won a 12 round decision over Daniel Jacobs. Uh, good competitive fight at a very high level, but a Yo, let's, clear let's win. Let's not talk about like talk about the early yeah. ones. We'll talk yeah. about uh-huh. those. You don't hit so, that. Yeah. So that, so that that well, happened. We're, we'll get um, to that. Virgil Ortiz looked great over Mauricio Herrera in a 10-round bout that ended in a round th- third-round knockout, I believe. Uh, Jojo Diaz looked great in a knockout Amazing. over Freddie Fonseca. And Saddam Ali actually was upset by Anthony Young at uh, 147 pounds. So Anthony Young could be someone we're looking at in the future of the welterweight division. Or Saddam Ali is just washed. Yet to, uh, that's yet to come. Uh, on the other side of things, ESPN had a card going on, which I really didn't like simply because it was headlined by Arthur uh, Betterbiev who is a champion, uh, a, a belt holder, a solid belt holder. Yeah, I believe solid. he's something like 13 and 0 with 13 KOs um, at 175 pounds. And there was the fight before that was Gabriel Flores Jr. versus uh, Eduardo Herrera. Gabriel Flores, young prospect out of Stockton, California, looked great. Um, Serge, I'm not sure if you got a chance to see the finish. Definitely something you want to see. Um, he came out really solid in the first round, looked good. Then I think he got a bit too cocky, took some unnecessary uh, hits, but he did close the show in style. So after that fight, this is they had a they had a lot of time to start their main event before Canelo and Jacobs went on. Right, right. And they decided to put them on at essentially the same time, which I just didn't understand because. If you want to promote your fighter, you want to get him the most exposure possible. And there's not many people outside of the immediate friends and family of uh, Arthur, Better Beef, and oh my gosh, Hot Rod is the other guy's nickname. I'm not going to try to pronounce his real name, but that are going to pick that fight over Canelo versus Jacobs. So I really didn't understand the timing of it because it was clearly a lot of time where they could have finished that main event before Canelo and Jacobs even went on. So I was a bit confused on why they did that. I'm sure maybe there's something, um, some behind the scenes stuff going on, but you're promoting your fighter. You want to get him the most exposure possible. So I, I just figured that they would have given him an opportunity for more exposure. But uh, yeah, that is a good roundup of uh, some of the stuff that happened in the boxing world this weekend. But um, we're definitely here to speak a little bit more about that main event on the zone card. How'd you feel, Serge? I'm going to be honest with you. I, I was... Um... I don't know. I think the best way I could say it was just uh, underwhelmed. I thought it was a really good fight. I thought it was a very it was a, it was a good fight. It was a competitive fight. 
it didn't have i feel like the intensity that i would have liked to have there was something missing from it um I don't know if it was uh, just, again, maybe because it was just a little bit more of a, a technical chess match, which isn't a problem. I'm, I generally enjoy that. But, man, it was just weird watching them. Um, Danny Jacobs, like like we said, I, I just didn't seem to get it going. Um, even though I think those first five rounds were, like, were close. Uh, you... I don't know, man. He definitely didn't do enough. He absolutely didn't do enough. So I, I had Can- um, Canelo winning the fight also, 115-113. That was the same score that, you know, most people had on their cards. Two of the judges scored it 115-113, to with the third judge scoring that 116-112. to um, For the ca- casual listeners, 115-113 to is seven rounds to five. So one more round for Daniel Jacobs would have been a draw. Obviously, two more gives him a win. And that 116-112, to that's going to be eight to four, um, which is pr- I, pretty fair judging for a Canelo fight. <laughs> Yeah, no, I look, I th- I think as judging goes, they had solid judges. I mean, it was the same uh crew as the second Canelo uh, Triple G fight. Um judges that have been in there, obviously I'm not going to sit there and pat them on the back cuz they're judges, they still trash, but at the end of the day, I mean, it, I mean, look, they, it was it was the right call. It was the right call. Um, one fifteen and one thirteen, I think, was spot on. Um, I I don't think Danny Jacobs did enough. Um, he started off slow. He came on. He honestly did something really really similar that he did during the Triple G fight. He just didn't get going quick enough. Yeah, uh, I totally agree, and I saw a lot of parallels to that triple G, uh, to that triple G fight. Um, except in that triple G fight, I actually felt like he did do enough to win. Whereas here, here, I did not feel like he did enough to win. Um, he fought a good fight. He got his respect in there, um, landed the best punch of the fight. Uh, I think that was round eight or nine, but overall it, it, it definitely felt like a Canelo fight most of the way through. Um, if, if, now, if let scoring... me say this. Do you think that it was, and I was feeling this way, and that's why I had to watch the fight again with no sound on. Do you feel like it felt like a Canelo fight? Because I feel like the commentary was super biased. It was oh, crazy biased. It was absolutely extremely biased. Like, but it was dropped, bad. It, it was really bad. And yeah. My only defense, if I had to make one, was that when you invest 365 million bucks, then, hey, maybe you're going to get biased commentators. But outside of that, I mean, the commentators really were giving Canelo a solo. They were sitting there, man, the way they were just fawning over everything that he did. And don't get it twisted. Yo, we both know we, we love Canelo. I think Canelo is great. Best thing since tequila. Look, it's whatever. Since tequila. (laughs) Like, I think dude dude is dope, right? He's super dope. um, And I'm not taking anything away from him. I think defensively, he has gotten so much better. His his movement from his hips and everything. Look, dude is a stud. But with all that said, yo, Danny Jacobs was doing a lot of things. He didn't fight a bad fight. 
by any stretch. He didn't turn it on fast enough, but he definitely didn't fight a bad fight. And if the judges weren't so biased, when he was landing some of those big combinations, if the if they had more energy, I think the crowd would have been, or not the crowd, but I think viewers at home might have felt a little differently, or it might have even felt like the fight might have been a little even cl- uh, closer than it was. Uh, there's a lot of people that probably a, a bit more a bit of the more casual fan that don't really understand how much the commentators can influence the viewers. And with the commentators being that biased and really not giving Jacobs credit when it was due. And I'm not saying that to take away anything from Canelo, same thing that you're saying. But what I am saying is that you have to give Jacobs more credit when it's due. And they just weren't. It was all about Canelo, which... I mean, I I just didn't agree with and I didn't think it was fair when it was a much, much closer fight than they were leading on. It, it really didn't make sense to me. And your boy, did you uh, see your boy DC? Oh, man, dude, I actually was about to bring that up. Go ahead. OK, so do you have the exact tweets in front of you? I have a couple of them. Yes. So I'll, I'll let you take that. I don't have them in front of me. All right. So. We already know, um, Sergio. We know Sergio Mora, one of the uh, the the. He used to be a. Well, was he even a world champion? I know he won that show. He won the contender series that one time, but I know he was a solid boxer. Solid boxer. I do believe he had a super middleweight belt at one point in time, um, and he again he was solid. Not want to take anything away from him, but um, he is definitely one of the zones commentators there with uh, Kenny Bayless. Was this Ken- Kenny Smith? Kenny Bayless? Whatever. Kenny something. No, uh, Brian Kenny. Brian Kenny. There it is. So it's him, Brian Kenny and um sometimes uh, sometimes chris Chris, Chris mannix yes sometimes sometimes sugar ray leonard sometimes so he sugar ray leonard was there and he did do pieces of the broadcast he just didn't do like the fight broadcast but he did have a role um in the show so to speak yeah well (sighs) reason we bring up daniel cormier the ufc's I'm still going to call him champ champ. UFC's champ champ went out there. He's the heavyweight champion, um, you know, former, also former 205 pound champion. Dude is an absolute monster. One of the greatest of all time. But not only that, he's one of the play by play guys. He's one of the commentators for the UFC. And I'm going to be honest with you, aside from Joe Rogan, he's probably the next best guy. He is one of the best commentators in the sport. And it's not even close. So, have you seen him? Have you heard him uh, on any of the broadcast? Yes, sir. I, I like DC and the mic. Oh, dude, dude is great, man. Dude is amazing. Yeah. A clear, so, a clear, fu- clear future. So he said something along the lines um, during that broadcast, uh, during a tweet, was like, yo, I it's pretty much exactly what we're saying. Yo, I had Canelo winning, but this commentary absolutely sucked. You know, he's like, you guys are super biased one way, blah, blah, blah. We know how the deal is. Well, Sergio Mora seemed like he got butthurt about this and replied to Daniel Cormier and said, sorry you thought I sucked, champ. I think your striking sucks. Let me work with you so at uh, Johnny Bones doesn't kick your ass for a third straight time. Daniel, so before we go to DC, say, what you think about that, man? Fair or foul? Um... It's Twitter. Um, have you been on Twitter lately? It's a oh, wild yeah. place. It's it, wild, it, it, man. It's, it's a crazy. wild place. Um, fair. 
fair. And that round goes to Tamora. I was like, oh, yes, your commentary did suck. It, it, it didn't suck. It was just really biased. Wait, wait. So, which so, I guess, which I guess makes it suck. Yeah, go so ahead, go ahead. DC is absolutely spot on. Okay, but this is Twitter, and Sergio Mora wanted that smoke. He had a great comeback. Well, so let me ask you this: How is that a great comeback? When just how is that a great comeback? Well, what, what makes it a great comeback? I mean, he—it's just a good comeback. Like no, I'm, John, I'm saying. John Bones did, John I, Bones did, did beat him twice, and they're slated to fight a third time. They're not—they're not, saying, they're okay, not slated to fight again. They're, well, okay, I'm sorry, not not slate, slated yet, but it's something that DC has stated that he wants in this extended part of his career. Right. Um, John Jones clearly is going to take that fight. So right now, DC is going to be focused on Stipe, but somewhere down the line. Almost like a Canelo so, triple so, no, we no, no, no. expected like, to happen. You, 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 so again, so how is that? So he says. So, so let's break it down. So I think your striking sucks. Let me work with you. So like so again. So first of all, his striking doesn't suck, right? Do we? I I, I would agree with you. I don't think it sucks. So, so and then here's like I laugh at this type of stuff because Sergio Mora, you are solid. But Daniel Cormier is better at you at fighting, and he's better at you at commentary. Shut the fuck up. I would probably agree with you. You know, but I mean, so and it, it's, so I look at that again. You're gonna go out there, and here's another why. This is another reason why you can't even quantify it. Both times, this dude pissed hot for PEDs when he fought DC. So when you look at that, too, now I'm looking at it like, I mean, look, the whole thing is asterisks. I get it. He wanted that smoke, but he didn't do his research first. It, to me, and he comes off it, as like a clown. To me, I, so everything you're, you said is right. I'm not taking anything away from you. And I expect that from you as an MMA purist. Um, a few months ago, I would have said UFC, but as an MMA purist. I, I, so I, I appreciate that, that, you. That, that, that's what I expect from you. However, in the realm of social media, that shit was pretty funny. And though uh, Bones did piss, you know, hot both times that they fought, it's just a funny comeback. I don't okay. think it no, has. I, feel you. I, I don't think it has much merit. Um, I don't think Mora will ever help DC. I, I don't think this goes beyond these few tweets. I just think it was a funny comeback and a good com- comeback given the position that he was in. That's it. I feel you. I, I think I just think it's weak. Like just to sit there even say anything. Like, look, I understand being on Twitter saying, "Yo, what's the like? Why is this commentary so biased?" But sit there and and pick out, oh, oh, you you suck. Your your what's it called sucks. I wasn't talking about your fighting. I didn't say your fighting was trash. I said your garbage ass commentary was. You soft ass. Bruh, you are from Chicago. You've been there. You've been there in a lunchroom. Shit gets hot. Niggas is coming for you. You got to find a weakness and just go for it. (laughs) Hey, man, look, I I think it's trash. Don't Again, maybe I am just leaning with the MMA guy, but I lean towards DC because if if Mora had a, a ground to stand on in terms of he was actually good. His his good at his job commentary wise. What happened? I, I I didn't see DC come back. Oh, I was about to say it. I didn't I didn't see the, uh, DC come I'll back. I read I read it real quick. Yeah. So so round one definitely goes to Mora. However, the tables turned. 
they, they did. So DC re- replied, "Pretty good, Surge." So let me retweet so you so so that people actually see it. You have ten thousand followers. We can't waste good material, can we? You sure don't didn't don't wait? You sure didn't have any last night during the fight? I I, I think I, and again, Daniel Cormier is better at you at everything. <laughs> He's good on the mic, so you expect him to have a comeback. And he did. Look, DC does this. He enjoys... DC is a pro wrestling fan. If you engage him, he loves that shit. Come on, bro. Mora, that's clout chasing 101. There, there, There we go, Mora. We see what you were doing. I wouldn't say he was clout chasing. I think your first comment is more a little what, what he was. Uh, what he was. You said he was a uh, butt hurt. He was butt hurt. I think yeah, that is probably a little bit more in line. I don't think he was clout chasing. He probably just felt like you, hey, my man. I expected more because I feel like they do know each other in some oh, capacity. How? How? Probably not. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. They're both in that world. Maybe they don't, but I mean, boxing MMA, we we don't really, you don't really cross paths like that. It's a di- different kind of, it's a different realm. He's calling him Surge. Hey, cause it, I understand. I call myself Surge. The, the, the extra two letters, bro, takes too long. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I, I think they probably know each other. I, I don't know though. Possibly, I believe so. I think you're probably right, man. But um, look, that that's always fun and entertaining. The fight itself, um, I'll say this: I think Canelo looked really good. I think he looked really good. Um, I would have liked to have seen Danny Jacobs pick up the pace a little earlier, um, because I would have liked to see that end of that fight with Canelo feeling a little bit more of a sense of urgency. You know what I mean? Um, it didn't seem like he had that towards the end. Um, but Dane Jacobs was letting his hands go. He was looking good. Um, and, and that's kind of where I want to get back to the commentary a little bit. Just because, damn, man, it was bad. Like, every little thing. Like, if Danny Jacobs went ahead and, and he had rounds where he was backing up, especially towards those, those last few rounds, he was backing up Canelo, landing good combinations, and the entire time all they were doing was talking about Canelo's defense. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, well, that being said, Canelo's defense looked good. Incredible. Oh, um, it looked great. And, I mean, he had some really highlight worthy um head movement moments especially towards those middle rounds when jacobs was really trying to work work that jab and that was a story told throughout the entire fight is how good canelo's head movement is something i don't think they spoke on as much that i was very impressed with was canelo's speed not that he's ever been a slouch in that department but the difference in speed that's not something that we spoke about going into this fight and it was very very apparent very early on that canelo had a very um pronounced speed advantage uh so that impressed me about canelo but i mean aside from that canelo did canelo yeah uh, for the for the most part now my one concern about canelo is did daniel jacobs come on or did canelo get tired I ask that because Canelo did the least road work that he's ever done 
for this fight because of whatever that reoccurring issue is with, with his, his knee. knee. Yeah. And he, they, they even mentioned that he wanted to get his knee checked out after, after, this, after this fight. That's something that concerns me going forward because that's road work that obviously you're going to need going forward. But that mobility, especially as you start to look at these other guys like Andre, that's important. And if you don't have that because of a bum knee. But, but here's I the mean, thing. I, the road work, I'm not I'm not going for that, especially now. Um, the way people work out versus climber, all these different type of things. He'll be, he'll be, he's conditioned like that. That the real work. That's that's old school. Come on, man. Like there's there's better shit. We don't but we, pe- we don't all do that. There's but he can ride a bike. He there's a lot of different things he can do to get his conditioning on point. And he's a pro's pro. He's had over sixty fights. I'm not I, I, I'm not going for that. You what know? about his what about his in-ring mobility? That's my real concern. The road work, if he can get I, the work aside from that, that's fine. But his in-ring mobility, if his knee's going to be an issue, that's a concern for me. Yeah, but here's the thing. Look at his fighting style. Is is his style predicated on a lot of movement? No, absolutely. Is his defense, is his defense with his legs or his defense with his hips? Uh, I agree with you. His defense is with his hips. However, when you styles make fights exactly he was he was fighting daniel jacobs not floyd mayweather I, but when I you look at some, uh, someone like andre who, where their style is based around movement mm-hmm. and you're going to have to move a bit more that's a concern you're gonna not not even a bit more. You're going to have to move a lot more because you know Andre will be moving around the world. But it, around think the about it's not like he's running and doing stuff. He and it's not like he was like what's a name who got shot in the leg. If he has a, a need, especially the way it sounds, and again, I don't know the severity of it. I don't. And that's what we don't and know. So we don't know. And, and here's the thing: I think I'm looking at it more. You're looking at it on the what if, you know, like oh, if it is bad, it could be. And you're right. If that's the case, yeah, it could be detrimental, 100. percent And for um, the listeners, this was not something that showed up throughout no, the fight. But that's the thing: I'm not even worried about it, or even bringing it up, or even care about it, because. It, it, I've seen him with a rap two fights now. I it doesn't seem like it slowed him down one bit. So if it doesn't seem like anything has slowed him down one bit, and I look at how Canelo tends to fight, nothing seemed out of place. Everything seemed like it was normal. But it it, it did everything did seem normal. But though Daniel Jacobs was moving, he's not a huge mover. Triple G definitely yeah, isn't feel, a huge mover. I feel, I feel like we're I think I feel like we're just we're putting things there that's not there. You we're just speculating to speculate. It, it's it's I, like we, there's nothing there. Yeah, no. I I'm saying it's a concern for me going forward if it's a recurring issue and we don't know the severity of it. It did yeah. not show up in this fight, but he's a fighter at the top level. You're going to need your legs. And so if that is an issue, if that is an issue, it's something I'd be concerned about. And that that would yeah. be the only con on him because I said what I saw obviously the his defense throughout um, his hand speed looked great. Obviously, he continued with the body work and the eye popping shots. He had the more notable shots throughout throughout the fight. I mean, he looked good. If I had to, he looked great. Say, no, he he looked anything. he looked he looked solid, man. Um, uh, it, it always amazes me. And again, we talk about somebody with timing. He does an incredible job of getting on the inside and even with longer opponents out jabbing them and one thing that canelo also does extremely well man always the showman bro he knows how to one thing that he does extremely well is the way he throws his punches are so textbook 
precise and when he lands everything is clean he never gets caught you never see everything's like right with the knuckles and it looks beautiful and it sounds big and you see the like it's just all beautiful technique um and I think that really does help him when it comes to scoring also, because when he lands, you know, he landed when some people land. And I've noticed it even from Triple G down from Kodo on. He landed the big explosive shots. Granted, Jacobs landed the biggest shot this last fight, but consistently he always lands solid shots man and I, I it's a testament to his technique and his team man the dude is a is a complete animal yeah i mean his upper body movement is is wild his upper body and even his head movement at this point is great and i say that to tag along to your point because in addition to his style being a judge friendly style with very clean punches and that was something they mentioned throughout the fight it's very difficult to land clean on him and daniel jacobs did have the best punch of the fight but if you look at it in slow mo Mm -hmm. canelo still rolled with that punch it's very difficult to get a clean shot on him unless you're willing to stand there and trade with him which no one's going to condone unless you're a triple g yeah and and to be honest with you i mean you know i mean he can you can tell it was definitely towards the later stages of the fight danny jacobs cracked him a couple times and you can see he didn't want to play that same game anymore he's like all right like i'll do this but i'm not trying to you, you saw that happen a number of times especially towards the to, towards the latter parts of the fight and that's when we started seeing canelo starting to take you know kind of um go backwards for the first time he was going forward the majority of the fight then he got cracked you start seeing him going backwards towards the end of the fight um when it looked like danny jacobs might have been coming on but i don't know man i, I just think it's I, man i think the the it 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 was two amazing fighters they both fought it was really technical it was just one guy getting the better of the other one in the, those those rounds it, I, don't, I don't think it was that deep I think boxing at the top level can look like this and us yeah. as fans we we don't we can't be disappointed because that was a great fight a, a great fight. technical fight beautiful. and when you're at such a high level the differences aren't always going to be super glaring it's not always going to be someone straight up getting their ass beat sometimes Mm -mm. these differences are small the rounds are difficult to score and yes canelo won but jacobs got his respect and we don't great we don't need a rematch maybe sometime down down the line but i mean that's just what it is at this level it was a good super competitive fight all the way through from round one to twelve, Absolutely, I got man. I got my DAZN subscriptions worth, which I was yeah. very very happy about. Yo, it, it was great. Oh, yo, <laughs> do you listen to Mario Lopez's podcast? No, but you've mentioned him a few times. I'm gonna is, is no 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 is, no, it, is no, it a no, fight no. podcast? No no no. I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you not to do it. That's why I'm gonna say it. <laughs> it it's if you like him, people like him. It, it is whatever, but. The Canelo bias on that show, my God. Look, I get it, man. You guys are, you know, all for the team and everything, but the way they made, they were trying to say, like, they're like, oh, Danny Jacobs didn't even, I don't even think he won many rounds. He won like two rounds. I'm like, what fight are these guys watching? 
it drives me crazy, man. And and sometimes you can see that they they got this Hollywood and super Mexican bias on that show. It, it's it's kind of wild, man. I I, I was ugh, I it, it just today was a little rough. <laughs> I don't necessarily mind a fighter bias or a type of fighter bias because I I'm probably guilty of having a black fighter bias. It's his podcast. He can do what he wants. But I, I feel you. I mean, when you have such a big platform, you would like to see things called a little bit. You, you would like absolutely. to see things called as they are, not as you feel. And yeah, man, that's not that's not the feel we got throughout the fight. It was, if you just listen to the commentary alone, and that's why Serge watched the fight again without the sound, because you would it, think man. Canelo was, was just dominating. And on my scorecards, I just, just did not have it like that. I was confused on why they were just, why they were so pro Canelo. It was Even, such a close fight. It really they, was. I like, I mean, it was still a close round, but I, I very easily gave that first round to Jacobs. And I, I think, did too. But they, uh, Mannix gave it to Canelo. And, yes. you know, here we are five rounds in. And they're like, well, Canelo's up five nothing. And I, I definitely gave, I think I gave Jacobs, I definitely gave him the first. And I know I gave him another one between the fifth. Like, I think I had it like 2 2 going in. I had it two 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 at one point. Yeah. Um. So, but I mean, looking at the judges' scorecards and how everybody else scored it, maybe that two two was a bit, you know, was my bias. Whatever. I, I can see that. I, I can the see first that also. I'll, I'll go first, with that. The first round was definitely Jacobs. Yes. I, and, I don't even think it was a question. Yeah, I think that for me that was that was Jacobs. Canelo took over a little bit, and then Jacobs got got back in the fight um, a bit more convincingly. I think Jacob actually, Jacobs actually did some very underrated body work throughout, and, and obviously you're not going to hear that from the commentators. They but, never and it, talk about body work, man. But I mean, it, th- those shots score. They score well. Unfortunately, I feel like judges also have a bias t- t- with shots to the head. But um, but if you're landing them en- enough, man, I mean, not only do they score, they really go ahead and debilitate their opponent, man. So seeing what was going on, man, watching those guys do their thing, um, it, it was it was a fun fight in the manner of, man, this is two of the most high-level guys out there. Would I have liked to see a little bit more action? Of course. We always want to see a little bit more action, you know? Um, but... I was thoroughly entertained. Now, when I think about what's next, you know, well, b- b- before we get, before we get into what what's next, because I definitely want to touch on that. I got the feeling after the fight when I was listening to Jacobs do his post fight interview and even the post fight presser that he may have been slightly irritated with his corner. Did you get that at all? No, I didn't. What happened? I mean, it, it was just he kept on saying he thought he won the fight. That's well, fine. you know what? I it, it did seem like his corner might not have been straight up with him. But at the same time, that's my that might they were in there also. They they that's what they might have been seeing, you know, so especially because yeah. it was a close fight. They might have felt like, nah, you you got that one. Fair. But I mean, it's not like he was they, getting beat up. Correct, but as his corner knows that it's a Canelo fight, the cloud the crowd is pro Canelo, so any close rounds you should be treating as a loss. You would think so, but I mean we don't know. We really don't. We we don't. And the only reason I say that is because Daniel Jacobs, when they 
asked him what he was feeling throughout. He said he felt like he was doing enough. He did enough to win. And throughout the fight, he felt like he was winning according to his corner. And yeah. he said according to his corner multiple times. And that's the comment, the quote that made me feel as though, is he a bit frustrated or is he just being legit? Like, this is what my corner was telling me. I, I didn't think, know anything. I, I think I, he comes across as a pretty straight up dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with that, especially when you were talking about a team that he's been with since he was a kid. I, I think it, that's it is what it is. I mean, he, they've been in big moments, to, you know, together in the past. That's it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, just something I picked up on, but yeah, as you said, what's next? Who you want to go with first? Um, I mean, look, if Canelo for me, obviously, I think we're both. Well, maybe not. Uh, I I like to see him fight uh Andrade or Andre, uh Demetrius Andre. I would I, I, that's he he has the other belt. I want to see him fight. You know, I want to see him fight Canelo. I think stylistically, it will be a it be an extremely entertaining fight. But what do I think is going to happen? I think they're going to try to push that Triple G fight on us. Yeah. Um, it everything feels like they're going to try to push that Triple G fight on us, but it was a DAZN broadcast, and that's going to be more of an Oscar De La Hoya type of decision. Right. Um, or he, obviously Canelo has the last say, but I feel like outside of that, Oscar De La Hoya is going to be one of the first consultants on where he goes next. Um, it, I, I I think it also depends on how well DAZN is doing and they don't release their numbers which is fine um, but if they're not doing as well as they would want to then I think they they have a little bit more pressure to push that third fight whereas if they are then maybe you could push that out a little bit further but I mean it's it's going to be there and I don't think you want either of those guys honestly running into Andre before that third fight happens because he could fuck up the money yeah, and that, and that's why, I, like I was saying, what should happen, it should be Andre. What's going to happen, it's it's probably going to be Triple G. Um, and honestly, they might even play around, have him jump around with some weight class stuff. Who knows? They yeah. might have him fight Errol Spence. They might have him, you know what I'm saying? There's there's a bunch of different rumors out there. They said Oscar said as soon as they win this fight, they were going to put a, a $20 million offer to Errol Spence. Not sure how true that is, but I think I don't think it would be smart for Errol Spence to jump to weight classes like that. Um, and I think if Errol Spence ever did decide to do that, then it really, really puts that Terrence Crawford fight in jeopardy. Because once he goes up to 160, maybe he comes back down to 54, but he's already a big welterweight. We may never see him at uh, 147 again if he fights at 160. I don't think, um, I don't think he's going to be at that weight class for much longer as it is. Uh, he'll be uh, there for another, Errol Spence will be there for another year or two tops. Yeah, I, I think that's that's accurate. Um, yeah. I, I I think a year or two is a pretty good uh, parameter. I mean, but he has two, to. It's a two years tops. Hopefully, within that two years, he'll get a fight with Terrence Crawford, uh, like he middle may. of that. And hopefully, honestly, you know what it might be? He might, because I'm pretty sure next, and I know they're talking about it right now, it should be Sean, Sean uh, Porter next. I've, I think that's official. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the next fight. He's going to pick up another belt there. I think it's going to be a great fight. I think Sean Porter is tough as shit. 
I think he's going to get his face beat in this fight. Uh, especially if he comes forward with that style, with, with him trying to muscle you. Yeah. Um, I, I think maybe Spence has maybe some issues. One or two rounds makes the adjustments. And, and overall, he's just the better boxer and he's going to wear down um, Porter. I thought it was interesting today. I listened to your boy, Brennan Schwab. Uh, I listened to his interview with Mikey Garcia. Mikey Garcia said that though Spence was strong, he actually... Man, I heard that. Mikey Garcia is a hater, bro. I didn't buy any of that. I thought he was pretty respectful and praised Daryl Spence throughout, except for in that moment. Exactly. And when I heard that, that sounds like somebody that sounds like somebody who got their butt whooped. And and it's it's like, oh no, he didn't hit me. No, he didn't hit me that hard. It was one of those moments. I don't honor that, bro. I'm not going for that. It, it, I, it sounded soft. I, I hated it. I hated that moment. I heard it. It was um, and and the thing is, I, I'm because it sounded like him right after the fight. Right after the fight, he was sounding like that, making excuses, and it was in that same tone. And it was it went right back to instead of being gracious and shit, it went back to being like you know, sound like an entitled kid. Like get out of here. Uh, I put a little bit more weight on it than you do. Um, it, to me, he was he praised Errol Spence throughout the interview. He praised his skills throughout the interview and, you know, never backed down from the fact that he got his ass whooped. He just made a comment at, at that point, um, given the question that he was asked. But and I forget what the other other guy's name is. That's the guy that just beat Lamont Peterson. Do you yeah. remember his name? Um, no, it's one of those Slavic names I can't pronounce. Um, Pulev? Well, no, it wasn't Pulev. It was um. Yeah, I could just look it up. Yeah, and I keep thinking Selecki, but that's uh. That's who's fighting. That's, um, that's not him. Yeah, no. That was Lipnitz. Lipnitz. Yep. So he said Lipnitz actually hits harder than Errol Spence. He hey, said he Lipnitz could crack. I'm not saying saying that he can. And he stopped Lamont Peterson, who is a very tough competitor. I mean, I don't know if we had seen Lamont Peterson stopped prior to Errol Spence. And maybe that took something out of him. But Lipinets can crack. He no, can I th- crack. I think he was stopped by Danny Garcia. Mm. Was it Danny? Somebody else stopped him. I'll take a look at it. But... That comment was surprising to me. So, I mean, it, it just adds an interesting factor to the mix when you speak about him moving up in weight, which does seem inevitable at this point. Uh, him and Canelo is a fight that I would absolutely love oh, I'm to here see. For it. 100%. Um, yeah, no one, no one's going to argue with that. Uh, but I, I just would love to see him take the time to put on that weight properly as opposed to trying to make the jump for a fight. Oh, look at your boy. Uh, Danny Garcia, sure it was. Danny got him, knocked him out. No, 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 was it? No, it was ah. Oh. Never mind, decision. I thought he got yeah. knocked out. No, he fought. No, it was. It was a uh, Matisse. Matisse uh, knocked him out. Okay. I knew somebody touched him up. Okay. Okay. Um, but like that was the comment. Career, man. Oh yeah. Solid um, that, career. Being that was Amir com- Khan. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's had a, a good career, make a, made a good living in the sport. Yeah, man. Dude, he, he never was like you know that guy, but 
he made a great career made a lot of money right off into the sunset yeah man hey look won a won a title won a wbo title man hell a couple of them man good for him good 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 for him bro yeah, he just retired. I, don't know, I was just looking at when I was looking that up. I was looking up his stats real quick, man. Dude, dude was always fun to watch. You remember he had a brother also who got used to get down. I remember that. I, yeah. I didn't follow his brother. His I don't it, think his brother was ever as big. It, dude, they used to fight on the same card. It was really similar to like the Charlo twins, and they used to fight on the same card. Um, and, and it, was, it was like very similar. One was a little bigger than the other one. Um, but yeah, I guess the other one just didn't continue competing at the same level or the same rate i don't know but uh but no i remember that like vividly bro yeah i'm not really he only had one loss his brother i'm looking now that's what i'm saying Uh, his brother was dope he only had one law uh, one loss a dq to brandon rios who uh at the at in 2020 in 2010 was much more of a contender than he is these days no shame in that back then yeah, but I'm I'm not sure why he stopped why he stopped fighting. He thirty. Dude, that's all I'm about to say. I felt like the one, brother was always the better one, dude. I felt like that dude was dope. Yeah, no idea. Didn't he? And didn't he have a high knockout percentage too? He had a higher knockout percentage also, if I'm not mistaken. Thirty-seven wins, twenty twenty-four by knockout. Hey man, better than my Petersons. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, dude was dude was dope. He wasn't fighting anyone though. Yeah, well, yeah. After that he fought Brandon Rios, his uh, level of opposition just uh, oh, so he won against uh, Luis Eduardo Flores, and it was overturned after he failed a post-fight drug test. Mm. He had one more fight after that. Uh, that was actually actually maybe he's more active than I give him credit for because he just fought in March. I just didn't know. No. Oh shit! Never mind. All right, maybe his brother just never never got big. Yeah, whatever. Maybe he's not he's not fighting anybody. Yeah, I'll do it. Well, regardless, um, dude's dope. He had a good career, man. Um, yo, good. For, all in all, man, it was a really really fun fight weekend, though. I I do want to talk about so as we mentioned, what's next for Canelo? He has his options. We feel like they're going to push that triple uh, the triple yeah, G agenda. Yeah, one hundred percent. But out there, we have Andre at 160. Yeah. Um, we have Callum Smith at 168. Um, they've re- they mentioned Kovalev a lot, uh, but there's not. I don't. See not that a big much. enough. Not Kovalev. Smith isn't a big enough name yet. Smith, um, Smith is big over. No, Smith is a is a pretty big name overseas. That family is big overseas. Yeah, but but here though. But I think I think if they ah, did that fight, the they do it in the UK. Yeah, they would. You're right. They might do that too to get it'd be one of those one offs that they really don't care about. They know it do well over there. Doesn't care about how it does over here. And if they do it, and they just want to grow his profile, which I understand. Yeah, yeah. But if they do it in the UK and they go to one of these soccer stadiums, bro, oh, they'll sell it Canelo, out. Canelo cannot cannot come into this Mexican music. He can't do that. What man? You're not feeling a mariachi band? I mean, if he does, it has to be something lit. Like he's not hyping nobody with his walkouts. Hey like, fam, hey, he keeps going out there and getting them W's. He can listen to whatever he wants. Yeah, unfortunately, but you know it, what I'm it, walk, that, it, 
whoever he be fighting, they typically have lit walkouts because you want to hype yourself up if you're about to fight and, Canelo. At least Cotto uh, went out there, and again, we Puerto Rican, so you know we go out there with some salsa, and it be it be live, it be live. Mugs be out there dancing and shit. Like it's a it's a good time. Mugs be going out now to Bad Bunny. You know, hey, we have a good, we know how to party. Give me some of that. I need those vibes. Like, man, man. Right, it's just, it's just not there for me. It's not, uh, man. But so, okay, um, I would because we got to get out of here soon. But um, so when we uh, look at it. What's next for Jacobs? Yeah. So what's next for Jacobs? Jacobs is it's not a hundred percent confirmed yet, but he probably is done at one sixty. Talk spoke about it in the post fight presser. Right. Plans to go up to one sixty eight, where there is tons of opportunity so for him to really do some work. Um, just like I said, Callum Smith for Canelo. That's a great fight for Jacobs, especially if he wants to raise his profile in the UK. There's nobody at one sixty eight that I can't see Jacobs beating, and I think a great fight. <laughs> For Jacobs, for both for both fighters actually, Bevo is coming down to 168. Yes, I he is. I think that's a great. F- there's yes, a he lot is. of there it is, of- and he's been talking about coming down. Also, he was like, "We got some stuff going on. Who knows?" Remember what they're talking about? That might be something that they've thought about for a while. And we were so, thinking Canelo. Exactly. So it's actually going to be Danny Jacobs. Tons of opportunity yes. for Danny Jacobs at one one sixty eight. I think is what's Harry funny. Th- this gives Danny Jacobs honestly this run at sixty eight. He he's he's spoken about how he wants to make sure he gets to be. He wants to be a Hall of Famer. He legitimately wants to be a Hall of Famer. He can go yeah. to one sixty eight. Rex shop. He might be able to get there. Yeah, I would absolutely yeah. agree. I mean, because there's some dogs there right now. There's some dogs there, but the division is it doesn't have a true superstar. And if he can collect a few belts, he can be that true superstar. Yeah. And he is with the right network to he be is. at 168. Outside of Caleb Plant, um, a lot of the 168 pounders are there. If I mean a, a great if you want a, a great fight for him He'll to be fine. Uh, 168 a, him in there is perfect. A great fight for him to uh his first fight at 168, I would love to see him your best friend's ass because I just can't stand a motherfucker. Who is <laughs> um, it? I didn't hear what you Chris said. Chris Eubank. Oh. <laughs> I think that would be a I great think that, first I fight. I think that would be a great first fight. I think Danny Jacobs beats the hell out of him, but I think it's a tough fight. It, it, mm, I think it's a tough fight. I, I think, don't think it's as tough a fight as... I, as uh, I think you're a hater on dude. I think you, you just vehemently don't like him. So anything... He is a tough professional fighter he is a tough fighter he he poses threats he has he's he's extremely athletic he has a lot of power and he seems like he's starting to stick to a game plan more than he ever has that dude not saying he can beat danny jacobs because i'm a huge danny jacobs fan but we can't shit on dude just because we don't like him personally you know i'm a keyboard warrior i'm a shit on him because i don't like him personally uh but i mean the thing is i i i I think i was very high on his skills and he really disappointed me a few times i just don't think his his skills um nor his power are as polished as you're making it seem that's still yet to be determined i would love to actually be proven wrong and uh see him with a real future at the top of the division i just don't see that right now and the way he's talked uh, talked himself up it's just hard to view him as a journey tickets man 
Yeah, you got. He's you not got a stuff. journeyman with two losses on your record. No, no. But like right now, he's floating around that journeyman category. He's going to have to get some rings, to, uh, some wins to elevate him to the top of the division. I think I think he has some wiggle room, but you're right. He does have to start. He he has to start collecting some belts. He does. Um, one hundred percent. All right. Um. Well, I, I think we're on the same page. I think he goes to one sixty eight. He has a plethora of options. I'm I'm a fan of that. Um, boxing world. Anything else you want to touch on? Oh, for the uh, weekend. Uh, just about this weekend. Not not for so, the future. Yeah. Just to the weekend. So I, one of the first times I came on this podcast, I told you I watched Virgil Ortiz Jr. fight. Ooh, and I, would, I yeah. said I said he looked really good. And I, and I was telling you about it. I don't think you caught that fight. He might have been with ESPN at the time. Might have. I cannot remember. But he had a great, great, great showing for himself on that undercard. He did. At 147, I think he can compete at 147. But he's going to go down, from what I've heard, he's going to go back down to 140. Yeah. Um, I, I was already matchmaking his next fight because if he wants to take a good step up fight at 147, Jesse Vargas is with the zone. I think that would be a great, great step up I think fight that for him. That would be an incredible fight and for him. He can compete at the top of the division. Maybe he's looking at it from a promotional standpoint. There are probably more 140 pound fighters at, yeah. um, uh, at the 140 pound division with the, with the zone. Him and Regis Progre, I mean, I, I can't pick a winner right now. Virgil Ortiz looked really good, really I, dominant. I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna rock with Regis at this point in time. But man, he looked good. He looked really good. And I'm be honest with you, Regis needs to get some bigger names on his record. At the end of the day, I think for, you're right. I think for both of them, that would be a, an incredible fight. Regis has been well. He's he's uh, locked up in that tournament. I think he yeah. has the finals ahead of him, but them t- sometimes the tournaments work out for you. That tournament fell flat on its face, and he just ended up in a bad situation. He's been vocal about trying to about just leaving the tournament, but um, we'll see what happens. But Virgil Ortiz looked a looked, looked great, incredible. He looked great. Um, Joseph Diaz Jr. also looked great. Looked very very powerful. Yeah, Joe Joe. Um, and on ESPN, young prospect, only six rounds, but you'd would not know it was a six round fight. He fought the co-main event, main event, and he had the crowd rocking. Yeah. Gabriel Flores Jr. Um, definitely someone we're going to be talking about in the future. That's all for me. That's what's up, man. Well, yeah, look, um, I thought it was an incredible weekend. Um, I, I'll, I'll be back with another one, you know, t- breaking down a little bit of the Bellator and the UFC fights. So I'll be back doing that. Um, tonight uh <laughs> but uh uh but nah man boxing wise yo it's fun i was actually having a conversation talking to one of my guys and um he's trying to shit on boxing you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stand for that man i'm, I'm glad you didn't I, i'm not going for that man because at the end of the day look man i'm a boxing fan i'm a boxing head i love boxing you know what i'm saying i like so i, I don't want anybody to think that i don't um, but it, the narrative that boxing is dead or that boxing hasn't been good for X, Y, Z. Look, boxing is better than it has been in decades. There are you can literally name almost six guys from 125 pounds up. You know what I'm saying? Like in each division, like that's how good the game is right now. Uh, it, it, it's incredible. Um 
there's a lot of great fights coming up. Um, I know this upcoming week we'll we'll touch on a little bit touch on the Anthony Joshua and his new opponent a little bit um, later on this week. And um, yeah, but all in all, man, great weekend, man. Um, B, always a pleasure, my dude. Uh, anything yes, else sir. Get out of here. Get, uh, is any, anything you want to say, real quick? Uh, nah, man. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. I will be back uh, probably on Thursday, and I will talk a little bit more about Anthony Joshua and some of the other stuff going on in boxing, as you mentioned. But yeah, as always, pleasure's all mine. Thank you for having me. Oh man, absolutely, my dude. All right, bro. Well, hey, uh, keep 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 it keep it uh, you know safe out there in in Boston, man. <laughs> uh, yes, sir, man. Be good. All right, bro. Be easy. Boom, we're back. And uh, that was my conversation um, breaking down all the fight action, all the boxing fight action of this past weekend. Uh, Cinco de Mayo weekend, man. Happy Cinco de Mayo to everybody, man. Um, Yo. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you are listening to The Fight Podcast. This is episode 109. I'm your host, Serge Vicente. Remember, The Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. Also, remember, follow The Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at The Fight Podcast. You could also check us out and support the show purchase merch and more at um www.thefightpodcast.com follow your boy at serge vicente and also remember man listen share rate where the fight podcast is everywhere you listen to podcasts itunes soundcloud google play spotify stitcher and much more hey Love you guys. As always, I appreciate you listening. This is your boy, Serge Vicente. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out.